Welcome to the 10 Loans a Month podcast, where mortgage brokers become business owners. And now, your host, Scott Peckford. Hey, Broker Nation. This is the 10 Loans a Month podcast, where mortgage brokers become business owners. Should you hire your own assistant or should you outsource? That is the question we'll be talking about today. Now, I'm going to dive into this in more detail, but the answer is it's going to depend on the role that you're looking for, in my opinion. I have done both and will continue to do both, and I'll dive into this. But one of my very first experiences with outsourcing is I actually had someone in the Philippines who used to help me update my database and update my newsletter for me. And I think she was like four bucks an hour. And I was like, this is amazing. Somebody does work for me for four bucks an hour and something I don't want to do. It worked pretty good. One of the things I found about outsourcing is, especially if you're outsourcing to another country where English is a second language, is you've got to be really clear in your instructions. If you're not clear in your instructions, you're going to have problems. I started the habit then of when I'd send an email, I would actually number everything. I wouldn't create a paragraph with all the things I want done. Can you do this? Plus do that. And don't forget to do X. Forget about it. If you're trying to outsource or even just communicate more accurately, I like a numbered list of questions. So if I was sending an email to my team or if I was sending to an outsourcer, it would be very much like, hey, question one, what do you want me to do about this? Question two, three, four. And then they can respond with one, done, two, still working on. Otherwise, questions get buried in the middle of that paragraph. The stuff's going to get missed. So it's just a little tip. So anyways, I had this person who was outsourcing, doing some work for me. It worked great. But then all along comes a company called Zapier, Zapier, however you want to say it. And essentially, they did all that for free. So instead of outsourcing, I just automated it. It happened instantaneously. So if you're outsourcing, you can even ask, is it a task that could be automated before it could be outsourced? Or do I have to hire somebody to help me? So maybe you can, maybe you can't. You can't automate every task. So when you're thinking about outsourcing versus hiring your own help, you've got to define really clearly, like, what do you mean? And is it a specific set of tasks? And is it really integral to your business? Is this like a critical function? Like I remember hearing a story about Toys R Us when they were getting into the online business of selling toys online versus in the store. And instead of building their own platform, they used Amazon. And you got to think what a crazy idea to let Amazon basically run the back end of your website because you're like, oh, we don't want to do it ourselves. What kind of knowledge and benefit does Amazon get from this? They're going to know every toy that's selling well. They're going to be like, oh, look at this. These toys are selling well. So they literally gave them the keys to eat their lunch. And Toys R Us in most places has really struggled in the last five to 10 years. So you have to be careful what you're outsourcing. Are you outsourcing something that's an integral piece of your business? Or is it something that's just a task or a specific set of skills, as Liam Neeson would say, that you need to get done and you don't have the capacity for? So a couple of things. First, I believe that outsourcing is a great as a short-term solution. So if you're like looking for you know an underwriter, a processor, I believe that it's great as a short-term solution. I did this temporarily for a while. I had someone that worked remotely for me and for other people. And she would, you know, do some of the compliance and stuff. And it worked pretty good. And in the current market, it is so difficult to find really good help for experienced help anyway. There's amazing people that are available to hire for unlicensed assistance. But if you're looking for a processor, you know, underwriter type person, they're difficult to find because they're all busy working. So I would say first is if it's short term, it's a great idea. Liz at Western Broker Services, she'll take care of all your mailings to your clients, gift cards and stuff like that. So there's a lot of like companies that will do those things. I think that's fantastic. Outsource, don't have somebody on your team doing it. If another company can do it for the same or less, you can have that person on your team do something different. Another example would be VIP Club. So they basically run these contests to your database. And so they just do it for you. You're essentially outsourcing. You're not having to hire somebody to sit there and come up with the content and create it and follow up on it. I think as a short-term solution, it works great. 
and if it's for a specific task. The second thing I would say is that, so my wife's business, she teaches sourdough baking online and we run Facebook ads for her business. I don't run any for mine. I have in the past. I just haven't because we've got pretty good reach. Not saying we would never will again, but we aren't right now. And in 2019, I probably spent 10 to $15,000 on learning Facebook ads from trainers. I personally ran about $100,000 of ads through my account and I did okay at it. And I would say I was okay at Facebook. And I do not run the Facebook ads for my wife's business. And the reason is, is because if you want to be really good at Facebook ads, you got to be in there all the time. And they're constantly changing. So the algorithm changes, the formula changes. Oh, you can't do that anymore. Now you can do this. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And so we just hired somebody and have them run our campaigns for us. And so we essentially outsource that. The campaigns work. We're getting a good return on ad spend. So a ROAS, they call it. And it works great because it's such a technical skill that we don't need to have in-house. It's certainly not a full-time hours-wise job for her. We pay her well because of her expertise. And so that's another thing that we do. And then the thing you got to think about if you're going to outsource as well is, are you sharing them with a team or do you get a dedicated person? Let's say you decide to outsource an underwriter or processor, somebody's going to help you in your loans. And you got somebody you work great with, but then the next time you send a file and you get somebody different and then somebody different the next time. There's going to be no chemistry. And so if you're going to outsource, I would say you want to make sure you can get some kind of dedicated support. Otherwise, it gets pretty messy. You know, my friend Jason Henneberry had a company called Doc Assist. They basically were an outsourcing company. This was in Canada for mortgage brokers. And they had 50, 75 clients, mortgage brokers, and they did all of the underwriting and processing for them. And he shut that company down. They made money at it, but he said it was so difficult to create an experience where everybody was happy, where the underwriters could make money, where the brokers could make money. Because every mortgage broker wants to do it different. Even if you're reasonable, let's assume you're listening to this and you're a reasonable human being and you want reasonable expectations for your underwriter, doesn't mean the next person that's sharing them with them is also that way. And so because everybody runs their businesses differently, it's very difficult. And so this is why I would say my take on this is outsourcing is good for short-term solutions. It's good for specialized skills. And it's good if you have a dedicated person who's helping you, if it's going to be more technical. If it's integral to your business, and I think processing or underwriting is integral, then I think long-term, you probably want to have your own person. All right. So that's my first thoughts on that. Also, I would say, you know, the other thing, my kind of last thoughts on this anyway, would be that I would personally be very reluctant to outsource processing or underwriting. So Shannon, who works on our team, is amazing. And she knows how our team works, the communication, it's fast, it's smooth, it's great for the clients. And when I look at, you know, the very successful mortgage brokers, the coaches that are in our program, as well as mortgage brokers that I've interviewed, very, very few of them outsource processing and underwriting. They almost always have their own person. And in fact, some of them have had them for 10, 15 years. So they're not even churning through people. They've got a very dedicated team that works really well together. You know, Dion Begg is one of our coaches. And so did 90 million last year and built a fantastic team. And up until recently, he's crazy busy right now, but he was only having to talk to 10% of his clients because his team was so good and in sync. You can't do that with an outsourced solution. I don't believe you can. Maybe you can. Somebody can prove me wrong. I don't believe it. There are a few exceptions of people that do outsource their underwriting. So one of them would be another one of our coaches, Steve Diment, but he's at a company that provides the underwriter. So that's kind of like outsourcing in that they don't technically work for him. They work for the company, but he has a dedicated person and they work on his files first. Steve has never said this to me, but I guarantee you that if he didn't have that, he wouldn't still be there. There's no way he'd have his own person because he's going to want a certain level of experience that his customers have come to expect. Okay. So my final thoughts, this is my final, final thoughts. 
Outsourcing is great for specific tasks or a specific time period, but I wouldn't use it for a major part of your business. And then also outsourcing can also work great for things like Facebook marketing if you're not awesome at it. So hopefully that helps you. If you're trying to decide to hire, we got another podcast called Hired in Seven Days where we talk about hiring. We even have a whole process around helping people hire. And you can check that out at HiredIn7Days.com. We help 50 mortgage brokers find assistance so far. We're doing more every single week. So you can check that out. And thanks for checking out this episode. I want to just read a quick review from you. So if you haven't had a chance yet, please go leave a review for the show. I'd really appreciate it. Plus, if you do, you're going to get three deals in the next week. Okay, that's not true, but it would be awesome if you did. Venkat Guru says, hey, great insight and knowledge transfer. Thanks for your podcast. It gives great benefits for new agents to learn. Highly appreciate. You deserve great respect to give great content for free. And yes, this content is completely for free. So please, if you could go leave a review, I'd really appreciate it. And thanks again for checking out this episode of the 10 Loans a Month podcast. This is an I Love Mortgage Brokering production.